Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVita. Welcome back to Trades Work. I am your host, Dave DeVita, and please to welcome Elise Blazevich, President and CEO of the Colorado Bioscience Association, to our show. Welcome, Elise. Thanks, Dave. It's an honor. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, so most of our listeners probably won't know what the Bioscience Association is and does. Tell us a little bit more about the background, and then we'll kind of talk about what your your organization does for the members you serve. Sure. I joined Colorado Bioscience Association as president and CEO just over two years ago after more than a decade of being engaged with the organization as a member entrepreneur, founded a medical device company in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, and had the pleasure of participating in all of the ways that Colorado Bioscience Association champions life sciences companies across the state of Colorado. So our primary focus in supporting our companies is through capital and growth. We help companies access capital at all stages of commercialization. Through education and networking, we foster a statewide culture of collaboration with many programs and events. Through policy and advocacy, we cultivate a supportive and innovation-friendly business climate for life sciences. And through workforce cultivation, we foster and grow an educated, experienced workforce, as well as connect job seekers to companies. That's great. You're a busy lady. So life sciences, let's let's pick that word out. Colorado life sciences ecosystem um, seems to be expanding by the day. What kind of challenges or projects are your members focused on currently? Yeah, first and foremost, Dave, our members are dedicated to bringing innovative therapies to patients that solve some of the most challenging healthcare needs. Our members are medical device, diagnostic, biotech, pharma, ag bio, animal health, and digital health companies. Um, Those life science organizations employ 38,000 professionals across the state, and we're really proud of the growth and momentum that our ecosystem is experiencing. An example in 2023, despite a challenging year for life science financings across the U.S., our companies raised $1.47 billion, which marks the seventh consecutive year that the ecosystems raised over $1 billion. Federal funds continue to provide the largest source of funding for Colorado's life sciences ecosystem with grants and contracts totaling just over $560 million. Additionally, our companies are really focused on the need for lab space to advance their health technologies. So 24 months ago, we went from having a million square foot shortage of lab space in the ecosystem to now having three and a half million square feet of lab space that's planned or under construction. And of course, with all of that work underway, provides the opportunity for skilled trades to contribute to that development, as well as to take on other new job opportunities to to facilitate that expansion and growth. 
We are driving to become a top five hub for life sciences in the U.S. And we know that that's a lofty goal. It's not about fame. It's about really achieving the critical mass of resources and infrastructure to accelerate those health innovations. Um, and it requires a commitment to collaboration by all, including a, a dedicated and talented workforce. Well, thank you for uh, working so diligently to expand your laboratory space. Our members really enjoy building that. Uh, and it's kind of at the uh, kind of genesis of what our specialty is. Uh, buildings have heart and lungs, and that's the work of the mechanical plumbing and HVAC contractors. So thank you on behalf of our members. So let's talk workforce. You you mentioned a little bit about workforce and the number of people. You know, in construction, we are facing a shortage of, or we are facing a need to recruit 50,000 more workers into construction. In our space, um, the specialty trades, specifically mechanical, electrical, and plumbing, um, that's about 10,000 people that we need, 9,500. Um, and, you know, that doesn't account for folks who are uh, uh, reaching their retirement age and looking to go on to what's next. So tell me, like, what are your members saying that they'd like to see from a workforce development perspective? And what is the Bioscience Association's work in this space as well? Well, we're very fortunate that Colorado has been and continues to solidify our position as a leading location for life sciences talent. 43% of Denver Boulder residents hold a bachelor's degree or higher, making Colorado residents the second most educated population in the U.S., we also have a top concentration of bioengineers and biomedical engineers in the country. And that's really critical to support successfully bringing health innovations to patients. But we need talent at all levels across the spectrum, from PhD scientists to business people to the skilled tradespeople that are working on the manufacturing floor or that are supporting the critical work of building this specialized lab space that we spoke about. The Colorado Bioscience Association and the Colorado Bioscience Institute work to cultivate and diversify Colorado's life sciences workforce. And we do that from the classroom to campus to career. Our work really builds a skilled, diverse life sciences workforce with programs and experiences that span from elementary school all the way up to executive education. So in the classroom, think K through 12, we're nurturing an early love of science with STEM education programs, emphasizing on teacher training programs that link what kids are learning in the classroom to those future life science careers to benefit the broadest possible student base. When we think about our work on campus, we're cultivating a community of students, teachers, and life science professionals with real hands-on experiences, mentorship opportunities, as well as career path introductions that really help bridge those degree programs to the professional opportunities that our companies are offering. And then at the career level, we're focused on advancing professionals with career training and professional development leadership programs that really support that workforce growth. I want to call attention to um, an expressed interest from our community that we've responded to recently by applying for Opportunity Now funding that would support development and launch of an online stackable credentialing program 
for QA and RA professionals to support our company's development of their innovative technologies. We had more than 30 companies write letters of support for this funding to demonstrate that there's a real need um, for those technical professionals that have training in quality affairs and regulatory affairs um, to support that work. That's amazing. And that's done through the Institute, which is, uh, explain to our listeners a little bit about Institute versus Association, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So the Colorado Bioscience Institute was spun out of the Colorado Bioscience Association in 2015 and really is the arm of the organization that focuses on workforce development and talent pipeline development. Great. Well, we we followed your lead, but a few years after and did something somewhat similar uh, with our apprenticeship programs where for hundreds of or for a hundred years we've been training people how to be plumbers and pipe fitters and welders and HVAC service technicians and such. Uh, and uh, we um, started looking at kind of the wave in which employers and this market is moving and the fact that you know there have been several trips to Switzerland and others to study you know that genesis and crossroads that they use, which is here's a candidate, and then which path do they go? Military, college, or uh, into the trades? And all three are equal here in this country. You know, some folks see that you know one step is college for all is where folks are headed, but there are two other paths that I think oftentimes are um, undiscovered, and ours is definitely one of those. And we started the Western States College of Construction and put an academic piece on top of all of our apprenticeship training centers, giving people an associate's degree as the grand plan when they ultimately um, graduate from their apprenticeship program and also get a college degree. So we kind of recognize, as the Institute has, kind of the importance of, you know, that credentialing and being able to make sure that our workforce coming in knows that, yeah, we can offer a degree as well as the actual technical training. And so uh, that is a work product we're very happy and, and very proud of. All right. So let's talk a little bit about, you You teased this out a little bit about the skilled trades and the importance there. But as you look into the future, talk to us about where you see you said, a, you know, a top five hub, but where do you see your industry evolving and, and how do the trades play a role into that? Yeah, great question, Dave. Well, there's no question that as we drive to the top five and continue to build out the infrastructure and resources of the community, that skilled trades people are critical for supporting the manufacturing and construction repair and retrofitting of lab spaces. These are highly technical projects that have very stringent requirements for um, the infrastructure, whether it be the power or the HVAC, ceiling heights. Um, There's so much that goes into these projects that are unique, um, not just to life sciences in general, but even to the subset of life sciences that are working Mm. in that building. For example, medical device companies may have very different um, physical facility requirements than a cell and gene therapy company, for example. So we have some key projects that I think highlight how companies in our ecosystem are already expanding 
their um, partnership with these skilled tradespeople to bring really state-of-the-art manufacturing and, and distribution facilities online. Terumo Blood and Cell Technologies completed a $250 million project in Littleton um, that is highly automated, has robotics throughout the plant. Um, this was the largest investment by Terumo Corporation in over a hundred years. Um, they're an anchor company here in our life sciences community with mm. more than 50 years of history, and they're really investing deeply in the community. And that work would not be possible without the skills trade to support bringing those projects online. Another example is Biodesics. They are a lung cancer diagnostics company here in Colorado that just recently expanded their facility from a 35,000 square foot plant in Boulder to an 80,000 square foot facility in Louisville. They mm -hmm. employed a really unique model retrofitting a former big box retail store to have custom lab and office space that not only met their needs, but that they were able to bring online um, based on their timeline and budget. And certainly doing that type of retrofitting work also requires very, very skilled labor. Wow. It's interesting. I'm a native in some of the stuff that you've just kind of highlighted for me. I didn't have much visibility to, and uh, it seems as if your members are working uh, kind of really hard to be leaders, not only in Colorado, but in the nation. Absolutely. Thanks for acknowledging that, Dave. Yeah. So, you know, being homegrown, um, we always knew about Fitzsimmons, and we have seen Fitzsimmons be repurposed from a military base uh, into what it is today, an innovation community. Um, and we've seen the University of Colorado build a state-of-the-art medical center uh, in Aurora as well. So talk to us about the ways in which you see those campuses expanding and growing, and how does that play into the overall strategy for the Bioscience Association? Yeah, Dave, I was fortunate to participate in a site selector conference that was hosted by Metro Denver Economic Development Corporation several weeks ago, and Loved to see some of the shock and awe on the faces of site selectors who hadn't been out at the Anschutz campus at Fitzsimmons in several years. They were astonished by the growth and the level of development that's happening there. At Fitzsimmons Innovation Community, there are already over 80 life science companies that employ over 800 people. Of course, it's situated on the Anschutz campus, which also, as you indicated, houses a, a world-class academic and research institution. And the campus is slated to have everything to support life science company formation and growth. Uh, mm. In addition to the leading edge lab space that they already offer, um, they are bringing on a dedicated full-scale manufacturing facility for cell and gene therapy. And at full build out, the Fitzsimmons and Anschutz campus will have apartments, restaurants, schools, a park, of course, the recently opened Benson Hotel and Faculty Club, and is projected to employ 45,000 people. So pretty impressive and, and certainly a community to continue to watch. For sure. Uh, it's amazing every time I drive past that facility, it seems like there's something new popping up or 
uh, being worked upon. And, uh, so it's, it's, it is a great jewel within our community. Um, and so hats off to you and the Bioscience Association for being so involved in, in all of that development. So let's talk a little bit about policy. You know, we follow public policy as I'm sure most organizations like yours do. Um, you know, what kind of stuff, um, do you focus on and what are you watching this session? Yeah, a key priority for CBSA year after year is to champion the sustainability and the reauthorization of the Advanced Industries Accelerator Grant and Tax Credit Programs. Both are run by the Colorado Office of Economic Development and International Trade, and these programs increase access to capital, particularly critical non-dilutive early-stage capital. They also help to create a strong infrastructure that enhances Colorado's capability to be globally competitive in the seven research-intensive industries that those programs serve. Mm-hmm. Um, The grant program in particular delivers really strong ROI for the state through company creation, high-paying jobs, as well as follow-on capital. For example, the state has awarded $128 million across the advanced industries, and that has resulted in over 4,400 new jobs created and retention of 4,500 jobs. It's also led to $2.5 billion in follow-on capital. Um, We're also seeing a welcome uptick in legislation and funding programs to support workforce and talent pipeline development, which of course is a, a key focus of our conversation today. During the 2023 legislative session, CBSA supported a bill that established a STEM-focused teacher externship program. The program supports K-12 teachers participating in experiential learning opportunities with employers outside of the school environment to help them gain knowledge and expand their curriculum in the STEM disciplines. And finally, Dave, CBSA is focused on educating policymakers on the importance of life science innovation and the impact that new regulations may have with regard to unintended consequences. And so, for example, you've probably heard that Colorado became the first state to establish a prescription drug affordability board to set price limits on the highest cost prescription drug. We've been very active in urging the PDAB not to set upper price limits because they put the funding in the workforce that drives innovative technologies forward at risk and aren't the right solution for patients. We manage a self-insured health fund for all the folks in the field and in the offices and, uh, you know, the the flurry of, you know, legislative topics and ideas to help either bring down pricing or change the model uh, has really accelerated uh, over the year. Uh, last couple of years, and I, I, you know, applaud folks for trying to take a look at how do we maintain the best possible health insurance at the least possible price. But um, it is such a complex system, uh, and um, I, you know, I sit on the board of the Common Sense Institute, and we just released a study on the importance of the industry as a whole. Bioscience is part of that, but the industry as a whole in Colorado's economy, and it was astonishing to me to take a look at that and then reflect upon the legislative policy ideas 
that have come out. And, you know, certainly there's probably some things that need to be done both at the federal level and at the, at the state level. But, you know, squeezing a balloon, what happens? It pops up somewhere else. And usually that's in self-insured funds or fully insured funds, uh, that are managed. And it makes health insurance much more expensive for some versus, you know, looking at the global picture. And so you can definitely count on us as a partner in um, that conversation because that's something we definitely uh, want to engage upon. Let's take a look at the future. What do you think your biggest challenge and, and your biggest opportunity is looking in the windshield? Access to capital, Dave, is always one of the highest priorities for our companies and 2024 won't be any exception to that. Many of our very promising companies are actively raising funds to bring their technologies to market. I just spent the week in San Francisco at the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference supporting mm-hmm. our companies and in striking some of those deals that we hope to see close this year. Also had the fortunate opportunity to join some of my colleagues from the Council of State Bioscience Associations to ring the closing bell at the New York Stock Exchange to hopefully invigorate some excitement and enthusiasm about the capital markets for life sciences in Colorado. CBSA hosts a Rocky Mountain Life Sciences Investor and Partnering Conference, and we'll Mm -hmm. be doing that this year, September 12th and 13th in Breckenridge, same weekend as Oktoberfest. And the, the driver behind that event is to bring 30 of the best of the best companies in life sciences from the Rocky Mountain region to connect with and collaborate with investors and strategic partners from around the country and around the globe. So we look forward to that. Also, as as an ecosystem driving to become a top five hub for life sciences, our collective engagement in accelerating innovation through diversity, equity, and inclusion is imperative. Studies show that in a rapidly evolving global marketplace, that integrating diverse backgrounds, skill sets, and viewpoints truly enables a broader understanding of the complex issues uh, that our companies are, are trying to develop more robust and creative solutions for. And so CBSA recently released our new report, Accelerating Health Innovation Through Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, That report outlines our investments and our commitments to addressing the educational and the industry-specific needs of our community. And so 2024 will certainly be a year for us to start to execute on those commitments and, and the strategy that our community has laid out. Well, you are one busy person. Because we've covered a lot of ground in in uh, the last twenty minutes, and uh, I can tell you, uh, there is no shortage of things for you to do. And you're raising two kids, and I'm sure have a personal life, and I don't know how you do it all. So, hats off to you. Well, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. It's important work, and it's an honor to be able to champion for our ecosystem in these ways. All right, I'm going to throw you a curveball. So, you probably, when you were in elementary school, uh, kid didn't say, well, I'm going to go run the Colorado Bioscience Association. What what did you want to be when you grew up? Since a very young kid, I knew I wanted to be in healthcare. I grew up with a family that was very 
well entrenched, a father who's an emergency medical physician, a mom who's a nurse practitioner, an older sister who was an emergency room nurse. And so I always thought that I wanted to be a doctor, set out on that course, and along the way realized that my true passion is saving and changing lives, just not in that direct provider to patient relationship. I've discovered that my skill set and where I really uh, have the most passion and the most ability to contribute is on this more macro ecosystem and, and community building level. So it's been fun to, to move from that early passion of wanting to be a physician to ending up where I am today. Well, you're one of a handful of people that kind of knew what they wanted to do uh, when they were little and are doing it and living it today. Uh, most people uh, had audacious goals of being a firefighter or a police officer or a professional baseball player. So hats off to you there. That's that's really awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Well, that is going to conclude our show. Elise, I really appreciate you spending time with us today, learning more about the Colorado Bioscience Association and its institute and the hard work and good work that you all have embarked upon uh, to make this a better state. Thanks for your time today. Thanks for coming in studio. Thank you, Dave. All right, listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Please stay tuned for more industry insights, news, and information about the women and men building our communities, building our skylines, and building our future. Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.